أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وإن طائفتان من المؤمنين قتتلوا فأصلحوا بينهما فإن بغت إحداهما على الأخرى فقاتلوا التي تبغي حتى تفيء إلى أمر الله فَإِن فَاءَتْ فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا بِالْعَدْلِ وَأَقْسِطُوا إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُقْسِطِينَ إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ صدق الله العظيم The discussion yesterday was regarding the aspect of information and how does a person handle and manage information and the importance of doing this correctly otherwise the problems and difficulties that this could bring thereafter there are some ayat in between which we are just moving on for now since there are many many things here but the time that we have available some important points in the ayat that we just recited without going into the details of the aspects in the ayat but the general lesson and message that is in these two ayat that we just recited now the last ayat the second ayat that was recited allah taala says innamal mu'minuna ikhwa that verily all believers are brothers meaning it is one brethren fa aslihu bayna akhawaykum therefore bring peace between your brothers reconcile between them and fear allah taala la'allakum turhamun so that you may be showered with the mercy of allah taala and in the preceding ayat what was mentioned was that if there are two groups that come into some kind of dispute among the believers then this effort should be made to bring the group that has transgressed that has exceeded the bounds or that has done something out of line bring them into compliance and this should be done with justice without anybody transgressing or crossing the line in that regard so this is the general message here that if there is any kind of issue any kind of dispute any kind of problem then this becomes a duty upon everybody that they should do whatever is within their capacity to try and resolve the matter and to try and bring about peace and harmony this comes back to the first discussion in this regard in the surah on the first day perhaps that the the importance of maintaining the peace and harmony in any place whether it's a family whether it's a home whether it's a community the importance of this can be gauged from these ayat as well and the same hadith that we discussed the first day that hadith which was mentioned that it is something to be engraved on our hearts inscribed on our hearts something to remind ourselves of daily to make sort of uh, muzakara of this within ourselves daily like a daily wazifa at least once or three times a person is reading this hadith sharif to give him this message and to keep this importance of this high up in his heart that where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked the sahaba should i 
tell you what is greater than fasting, salah, sadaqa, referring to all the nawafil. And then the sahaba said, please, we do not know, please do tell us. And then Nabi Islam said, that greater than all these amal is islahu zatil bain, bringing about peace between two people. This has a greater reward than all these great amal put together. So we can never imagine what is the rank of the person who does all these tremendously great amal. That's beyond our imagination. The person who takes the effort to bring about peace, his rank and the reward he gets is higher. So this shows us what a tremendously important thing this is. In this ayat Allah Ta'ala says, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِخْوَةٌ فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَ أَخَوَيْكُمْ That the believers are all one brethren. So, therefore, bring about this peace between your brothers. The aspect of being a brother, it's obvious that the greatest relationship is the relationship of Iman. Every other relationship is then secondary. If Iman is missing, then no matter how close a relationship may be, that relationship is really not close. And therefore, Yes, there will be rights, for example, if it's a parent, then there will be rights still, those rights have to be fulfilled, but the relationship is based on Iman. And therefore, if Allah forbid somebody has left this dunya without Iman, then that relationship which was never there is still not there, the rights are no more applicable now because the person has passed on, so therefore, the making of dua for a person who has left this dunya without iman, that stops. While the person is living, the dua will continue. Whatever rights of the person will be fulfilled, the khidmat, whatever respect has to be shown will be shown. All this will continue and all this is not just will continue, is compulsory to fulfill. But the relationship is the relationship of iman. That's the primary relationship. So therefore, Allah Ta'ala is saying that all the believers are in one brotherhood. So just as a person, his blood brothers, for example, are in some kind of dispute, some kind of quarrel, it will affect him, it will cause him distress, he will do what is possible to try and bring about the peace, he will do what is possible to try and reconcile them, because this is close to him, this affects him. So just as that affects him, Allah Ta'ala is saying that all the Muslim brethren are all one. And this should be the feeling in the heart of any Muslim. That every Muslim is my brother and therefore the same feelings that I have for somebody who is close to me, this person is also my Muslim brother. There's a, obviously a person who we have never interacted with and somebody we interact with daily. So there will be a different level of uh, emotional attachment. But despite that, we must bear in mind all the time that every believer, whoever has Iman, is part of our family of Iman. And therefore, Allah Ta'ala says that just as you have these feelings for your immediate brothers, they are your brothers as well, this effort to make Islah and to bring about reconciliation must always be done to try and bring about this peace and harmony because this peace and harmony is an extremely essential thing for let alone dunya aspects to function smoothly, but for even a person's deen to continue correctly. If this peace and harmony is disrupted, this starts affecting a person's deen also. The peace and harmony is disrupted in a family, 
you'll find all kinds of now other issues coming up. The peace and harmony got disrupted between two people, but then other people get into the issue, this person is making some ghibat of that person, that person is making ghibat of this person. Somebody then starts exaggerating something. Now, are these not major sins? Where it started off from? From that dispute. Now that dispute was between two parties, two people, two individuals, but now the whole extended family will get caught up in it, and sometimes the whole community will get caught up in it, and from where to where it will lead up to. Now the person is performing his salah, his salah is not happening in peace, his salah is now in the same thoughts and the same, and now he's plotting and planning in the salah, how to sort the next person out. Now what has happened to the salah? What has happened to the tilawat? And so many other issues arise out of this dispute. This is the reason that so much of emphasis has been placed on this, that these disputes, these quarrels, these fights, these are things to be abandoned. Hazrat Hadim Dadullah Muhajir Makki he summarized this whole thing in that when will it be possible to maintain this peace? And who it will be possible for to maintain this peace? That there are two things, two primary things. If a person adopts these two things, then there will be no problem anywhere. It doesn't mean there won't be any issues, but those issues will get resolved in no time. The issue will get resolved before it can even become an issue. But it requires these two essential qualities. And really, this only can be said by somebody who has a very deep insight into all the various nusus, the Quran Sharif, the Ahadith, person who has very understood a very uh, deen very deeply. And all these ahkam regarding social life, regarding akhlaq, etc. Somebody who is a really, to summarize it in just two things, and really a person can think about it as much as he wants, he'll be amazed that how everything got summarized in these two things. If a person has these two qualities, and everybody possesses the two qualities, then there won't be any problem anywhere. Meaning the, the problems can't persist then. Something will come up, insan is insan, but it will get sorted out right there. And both these are very greatly praised qualities in the Quran and Sunnah. Very highly placed. Not just uh, something that's praised, very highly praised. One is what is termed as Isar. Isar, to simply understand what is Isar, the literal translation will say give preference to the next, but that doesn't give any kind of, do any kind of justice to what the reference of this word is. To very simply understand what Isar is all about is the very, very well uh, known incident that we read, we hear about in the Talim, the Fazail Amal. Repeatedly we hear these incidents and we should be part of this talim to keep reminding ourselves of all these great aspects. The very, very well-known incident, the incident about the Sahabi who is lying in the battlefield and his cousin comes and presents some water to him and he's dying of thirst literally. But he hears the next person now groaning out of pain and wants the water, so he gives the indication or you give it to him. And when he goes to the second person, he gives the indication, give it to the third person. And when he goes to the third person, that person just passed away. Comes to the second person, he passed away. Comes back to the first person, he passed away. So this was something that he needed. One is, 
that a person, he has some excess money. And then now he sees somebody else in need, so he shares some with him. Well, he's got something excess. So now that excess, so he passed on some to the person who was in need. That too is a very great thing. That is generosity. That is sakhawa. That is one category, which is also a very great thing. But this generosity, this sakhawat, which also has great virtues, great amount of rewards and tremendous things have been mentioned about sakhawat. Above sakhawat is isar. That isar, another very simple example of this isar from the fazail amal, which is again read repeatedly, we hear it repeatedly. The very inspiring incident about the goat head. Somebody receives that goat head as a gift and he's in need of it. But then he thinks about his fellow Muslim, his neighbor. This person is also in deep, dire need. So rather give it to him. And that person thinks of the third person. And he thinks of the fourth person. It goes back, it goes to the seventh person and he in turn doesn't know where it started off from. He is also thinking of somebody else. And he happens to think about the first person where it started off from. Who received the gift first. And he presented to him. Now this is Isar. And each one of them was in need of it. But despite being in need of it, because of the rank and virtue of this tremendously great Imani quality, the person thinks beyond dunya and he is conscious there is an akhirat coming. Dunya is not the be all and all of everything. And these sacrifices of dunya are not in vain. Rather, this tremendous gain for dunya and akhirat. The real gain is in akhirat, but even dunya, Allah Ta'ala rewards it. So now this is isar. So this is the sum total of this very great quality. So Hadith Allah says, one is the person who has this attribute, this quality of isar in him. That one is foregoing or rather sharing something that one has in excess. The other is a person who is ready to forego his right. Doesn't matter for Allah Ta'ala. As in one Hadith Sharif, Nabi says that Ana Zaimun, I stand guarantee. Now can we imagine somebody who got some small position in dunya, somebody is a in some political position, whatever it is, and he tells you, I am standing guarantee for you. Or somebody is a very influential person in society, somebody is a very wealthy person, or I am standing guarantee. We become very, very relaxed, very uh, happy about it. The issue is you don't know where that person is tomorrow. He is our so-called guarantor and tomorrow he is in need. Tomorrow he might come to ask us to send guarantee for him that I need your help now. The world turns around. Allah Ta'ala keep us with afiyat. But this is the way dunya carries on. Allah Ta'ala says we interchange these days. So this is unfortunately how uh, dunya carries on but still somebody of dunya gave us some guarantee we become very, very excited about it. Imagine Rasulullah Sallallahu standing guarantee. Standing guarantee for what? أَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي رَبَضِ الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ تَرَكَ الْمِرَاءَ وَهُوَ مُحِقٌ That in the various different narrations, in one riwayat it is أَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي وَسَطِ الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ تَرَكَ الْمِرَاءَ وَهُوَ مُحِقٌ I stand a guarantee for the person, for the one who gives up a dispute 
despite being the entitled party. But for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, I give it up. What I stand guarantee for? For a palace in the middle of Jannah, in the heart of Jannah. Can you imagine what palace that would be? And on what? On forsaking a dispute, giving, giving in, doesn't matter, fine, give it in, whatever it is, but I don't want to be part of a dispute, part of a quarrel, a fight, solely to maintain the peace and harmony, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, this is what I am ready to do. Nabi Wasallam says, I stand guarantee for this person, that on the day of Qiyamat, I will guarantee that he will end up in Jannat and have this palace in the heart of Jannat. وَأَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي أَعْلَى الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ حَسَّنَ خُلُقَهُ This is again that aspect of akhlaq. That I guarantee a palace in the highest point of Jannat, highest rank of Jannat, for the one who has beautified his akhlaq. This is the rank of akhlaq. We have not understood the depth of what akhlaq is. And what a tremendously great this aspect this is, now again this aspect of ithar, this is part of good akhlaq, part of very good akhlaq. As we understood sakhawat, generosity, this is very good akhlaq already. This is beyond that. Can we imagine where this will take a person? Now ithar, says one is ithar. The person who has this quality of ithar, he is this, this is a very great imani quality. And tawazu. That a person has this humility. He is not wanting to be, the, I must be the one who has the upper hand. I must be the one who is the victor. I must never be the, come the victim. I must be always victorious. I must never be the one who is now second. I will always be first. I must have that authority, that position, whatever else. It's humble. doesn't matter if I am regarded as, you know, I lost. doesn't matter what it means. So he has this tawazu. It doesn't matter to him that if somebody says that, no, no, everybody is taking you for a ride and you're just getting uh, trodden over. For the sake of Allah, Allah is ready for all that. No problem. The person who has isar and this tawazu. If this two, these two qualities are in place, then no problem is difficult to resolve. No matter what the problem might be, it might be pertaining to some Maybe just some social, social issue, some family matter, some financial problem, some problem of any other nature. But if these two qualities are in place, isar and tawazu, then no problem is beyond resolving. And forget beyond resolving, it will be very easy to resolve. So this, the incident we spoke about earlier after Zuhar Salah, the dispute between the two parties who went to court, and now, it was a dispute, it went all the way to court, but there was tawazu also, they're ready to accommodate one another, offering one another a lift, they're ready to sit down and share their lunch too, and when one passed away, the other had that ithar in him, so though up to that point perhaps it didn't come to the fore, but finally it came to the fore and got resolved, ithar and tawazu, otherwise that matter will carry on till qiyamah. And then too, despite being resolved, it won't be resolved. After getting resolved too, it will still continue. Because the matter would be over, but the, the enmity will continue. The matter would be now done. They might, it might have gone to court, it might have gone to some arbitration, it might have gone wherever, and there would have been a decision. 
but the whatever the acrimony that got generated as a result of the incident, that will carry on till Qiyamah. Allah forbid there have been incidents where things continued for generations and subsequently two, three generations down it was still so so strong that they won't see one another but neither one knew where the problem started off from. Purely the situation that happened in the time of Jahiliyyat. I'm talking about current times. The three generations down is still the problem between parties. They don't know over what. They have no idea what the problem was. But the problem was between my great-grandparents and his great-grandparents and that continued down one generation between the grandparents and then it continued between the parents. So now it will continue between the children. But we don't know what we are fighting over. We are not prepared to make salam to one another. We are not prepared to look at one another. We don't know what we are fighting over. Like the incident that happened in the time of Jahiliya, one person, there was some issue, Harbul Basuz. There was a war that got titled as Harbul Basuz. Basuz means a little chicken. One person's chicken crossed into the other person's yard and he pecked up something. And that person probably killed it or whatever. Now that fight started over that. Now this was Jahiliyyad. So now it started off between one person killed another person's chicken. So now the whole families got involved. And then as this escalated, it became so intense that over time now it became a fully fledged war between these two clans. And then this would go on, somebody would be dying on his deathbed. He would call his children, you do anything but you don't forgive my enemies. And you make sure you fight with them. The Mu'adrikheen, the historians have stated this war lasted for 120 years. 120 years this carried on. Over what? One person's chicken crossed off and went and picked up something in somebody else's yard. And that person killed his chicken. Over that one chicken, how many lives went over 120 years? Now this becomes the jahiliyat of this modern day. The person doesn't even know what he's fighting over. Something happened, Allah knows best, with zamana. That matter got done off. But that problem is still ensuing. But if the person, if these, these two ingredients are in place, isar and tawazu, then there is no difficulty to resolve any problem. Nothing is too complicated then. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq.